Thank you for joining us today for our Economics Design Podcast. Today, we're joined by the team from Soulcraft to talk about their new blockchain-based game. I'm Rob Carroll, Senior Gaming Consultant here at Economics Design. I work with developers to help create dynamic economies, find ways to improve their monetization, and overall ways to just optimize the games that they're creating. So one of the things that we'd like to do is talk with developers like the uh, the gentleman that we have here today to kind of learn about their journey, learn about their games, and see if we can get some insights into how to make great games. So with that, uh, gentlemen, you would introduce yourselves and tell us a bit about uh, Soulcraft. Yeah, thanks, Rob. I appreciate it. Uh, my name is Steve Dufour. I'm one of the co-founders of Soulcraft. Uh, I specialize in the business development side of things. Uh, been in Web3 for quite some time now. I, I started out uh, just as a, an enthusiast, really, and, and uh, got a little bit more involved with a couple of projects. And uh, one thing after another, I ended up uh, getting linked up with Parlay NFT, one of the uh, uh, Solana-based uh, NFT projects, and I helped him to launch. Um, we did a few mints and eventually took over the uh, the launch pad that they had uh, started out with. So my main focus was to find new and upcoming interesting projects to help launch them. Uh, and that's when I stumbled across Soulcraft. Uh, found the, I just vibed with it really good. Uh, it was a, an amazing project that I really loved the art and the lore uh, and the entire idea behind it. So really latched onto it. Uh, one thing led to another and here I am a, a co-founder. So. Uh, but uh, G here is, is also the other co-founder, so I'll uh, let him introduce himself. Thanks. Yes, uh, hi, hi everyone, and uh, thanks Rob for for the opportunity to to talk about Soulcraft. Uh, I'm Gilles, uh, also known as Coderius uh, uh, by the Soulcraft community. I'm in charge of the game development, and uh, I've been been working on this project for for now about two years. I'm responsible for delivering the actual games uh, that you are playing. Uh, so far, it's a demo. We'll talk about that a bit later. Um, that includes creating the levels, managing the 3D models, um, some animations, creating the user interface and writing the code that runs the game. Uh, if you are looking for more information about Soulcraft or my other project, you can find more information on our Discord or directly through, through our website. It's soulcraft.online. And if you are interested in making your own video games, you can also follow my tutorials on YouTube under my nickname, Cody Arias. Well, thank you, guys. Uh, so I guess to kind of start things off, you know, tell us about Soulcraft. Yeah, so, what to start with? Yeah, yeah I, can, I can take that one. So you mentioned, uh, Steve, a little bit earlier that you really liked the the, the lore, the, the look and feel of the game. And uh, so what we wanted to do with uh, with Soulcraft is more than creating a game, we wanted to create a universe. I'm really a big fan of heroic fantasy. I like magical universe, uh, orcs, elves, all these mythical creatures. And um, so we wanted something that resonates really well with, uh, with the heroic fantasy fan out there. Um, as for the game, it's a, it's an action RPG uh, in the style of a hero defense game. You control a hero, and the hero has access uh, to a various uh, to various spells, equipment, and the the main loop about the game is that you will control your hero. There will be waves of orcs coming from the different corners of the map, mm -hmm. and you will have to beat uh, and defeat these orcs. They will drop loot, equipment, and other uh, other things you can use uh, while playing the game. Uh, what's important to, to know is that it's not only uh, around the, the hero and the orcs, you also have uh, minions or dwarf miners that are collecting crystal. And this crystal is the in-game currency that can be used in the game to buy items, potions, uh, uh, evolve your characters and, uh, and craft uh, all the magical items. So you're uh, mining to earn. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Very cool. How long have you guys been working on the uh, on the game? Uh, it's been about two years. Uh, we started we we started with a slightly different concept. Uh, with um, it was actually a two D game when we started. Uh, I, I had some. Uh, a concept for a game and uh, um, uh, someone saw the, my videos on YouTube and uh, approached me to to ask, okay, that's really cool what you like. It would be really great to do that for, for a Web3 game um, with a similar concept but to 2D, but we we rapidly, we, we realized that we would be limited in terms of development. Also with the skill set we had at the team back then to uh, to do a, a good game in 2D. So we moved to, to 3D and uh, evolved the concept slightly. Um, and from there, we, uh, we evolved uh, the, the style uh, of the game, uh, added a lot of content, uh, develop, developing additional modes and, um, and, and creating the universe that, uh, that is uh, Soulcraft today. Very cool. Uh, Steve, can you talk about these kind of modes and, and how people you know, actually play the game? Yeah, absolutely. So the uh, the demo that we have out live right now is a, an arena kind of tower defense hero style uh, where Waves of Works, as Kadirius had said, uh, come in to attack you. Now, we also want to evolve that and we were, we're going to be releasing the multiplayer uh, where other players will be able to join in. Uh, we, with that launch, we'll also have our land integration. Uh, so a little bit about the land. You can actually be a landowner for Soulcraft. Uh, and when you select where you want to go and send your miners to mine the Solonite, uh, you go to a map selection screen where um, you'll be able to choose which land you go to. Now, that land will be owned by uh, somebody who owns the NFT for that land parcel. Mm -hmm. uh, you'll be able to control the land taxes uh, within your within your own property as well. Um, and you're going to have another element to be able to kind of play the game from from a higher up kind of top down view rather than actually physically playing the game. So more of a passive way to play, uh, but it's also a, a very unique way where we'll be able to allow other players of different lifestyles to enjoy the game uh, in a diff completely different way. So there will be uh, many different ways that you can actually focus on playing the game, whether it's more passively or actively, uh, but that is one feature that we really look forward to, uh, as well as a campaign mode, which we will be evolving uh, as well. So the campaign will go through the story of the dwarves and the elves and, and and uh, from there, who knows? That's very cool. So you guys have had, uh, the game is actually live uh, to some extent. Uh, what, uh, you know, what's been some of the feedback from the community, from the people that are playing it? Uh, so far, very good feedback. Uh, so we were um, on one of our game launchers. We are the most played, uh, uh, most played game on Game Swift, to be specific. Mm -hmm. um, the 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 community members have had a lot of good feedback. Actually, even on the most recent trip to San Diego, we had a, a lot of good feedback from there as well. Um, some really great pointers that we're actually implementing almost right away. Uh, adding a little bit more direction. Uh, we're automating some of the controls a little bit more. So that it's less demanding on uh, what you do with your miners and more focused on the hero character that's protecting them. Uh, but uh, absolutely great feedback so far. And one of the things that we really pride ourselves on is, is using that feedback and actually making improvements to the game from it. Uh, we really value our community members and their voices. And ultimately our goal is to make a really fun game. So uh, obviously it's very important to know, you know what the feedback is. So yeah, but overall very good. Can you talk a little bit about the uh, the community and, and what you guys support? Um, you know, are you on Discord, Twitter, you know, where where is your community live? 
Yeah, uh, mainly in Discord. Uh, we also have a Twitter account, uh, but the Discord is pretty lively. We have a lot of great solid community members that have been around since day one, uh, true believers in the project uh, and, and friends, really. I mean, we, we've known each other for a couple of years now. Uh, and as I said, we really vital, uh, we really value their input. Um, we, we plan to utilize their voices uh, for different features in the game. Uh, we've had a community member that did a, a really great song about Soulcraft, which we plan to utilize in, in some regard as well. Um, and then the memes just, uh, they never stop flowing. So if you ever want a good laugh, pop by into the Discord and, and uh, I'm sure you'll, you'll see what I'm talking about. All right, we'll share the, uh, the link to that down in the, uh, in the notes. Um, you know, so I'm kind of curious as you guys started creating the game, and I guess, you know, Giles, this is more for you. Um, as the the original founder that started it, how did you kind of get the, how was the decision made to start making a Web3 game as opposed to, a, you know, a more traditional Web2 style? Yeah, that, that's a very good question. Um, it started as a Web3 game. So the, the first goal was to, to create a Web3 game. And uh, as a game enthusiast, I play quite a lot of video game on halftime and not developing Soulcraft. And uh, also very interested in the technology and the and Web3 technology. For me, it made com complete sense. Um, uh, many of the games I have played have some sort of economy that the game I like are have that that level of complexity. If you look at games like Eve Online, which has a very complex economy in the game, or some more uh, RP, uh, RPG game like uh, the era of the EverQuest to uh, World of Warcraft, uh, that sort of game, they always have a component of economy in them. Um, and in all these games, what we have seen is that there is some sort of gray, sometimes black market that pops up uh, with players trading items against the uh, end user agreement. Uh, but it's something that always happens. Um, yeah. It's for, for several reasons. Some are good, some are maybe less uh, less interesting. Uh, but as we've seen this, uh, and always in this game, what we want and what we wanted to do with Web three is to give that opportunity to really own and the assets in the game and give the the full control over these assets and the uh, whether it is a currency, a character, a, a weapon, or an item, and and to extract that, that from uh, from the actual game and and give it back to the players and they can do whatever they want. Um, and th that's one aspect of it. And what I find really, really interesting is also the cross collaboration with projects. Mm -hmm. Since NFTs are, or other uh, on-chain assets are independent from the game, once you mint them, they can also be used in other in other projects. Uh, and that way you can really co connect a strong uh, relationship between different projects and different uh, passionate about a certain, whether it is Heroic Fantasy or other universe. That's very cool. I like it. Um, so you guys have been involved in Web3 and in blockchain now for a few years. You know, what are your thoughts on, you know, where we're at today and, uh, you know, hopefully where we're headed in the future? I think that, uh, you know, the narrative is often shifting and we know it goes through a four-year cycle. I, I want to focus more on the actual game design of it than the net, the, uh, than the crypto market, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Because that'll be up and down no matter what. But what we really are focusing in on at Soulcraft is the actual gameplay uh, and the, the technology behind it. And as, uh, as G had mentioned, uh, not just interoperability, but also just the evolution of items and characters from one point to another, where they can all potentially have a lifespan uh, and evolve over time and add features to them, uh, upgrade them. Uh, and it's, it's almost like 
they're all living. They all have their own, uh, their own path to take. And depending on how you use them or what you do with them will influence what they actually do within the game. So uh, there's a lot of really interesting concepts that you can do with interoperability with other projects and, and maybe gaining boosters or, or different buffers from different weapons or characters that you've actually had go into those other games. So great way to cross pollinate uh, and also just have value in other games for your asset that you might own. I think that's a, a very smart system. So this kind of cross-pollination, have you uh, spoken with other developers? Are you guys, you know, what's yeah. the kind of the, the process that you have in, in developing that? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, one thing that I really bring to the table is my connections with a lot of the other projects in the Solana ecosystem. Uh, so we have very strong connections with some other really big name projects that we've been very vocal about on Discord. I'm not going to focus too much on name dropping here, but uh, we've uh, we've established relationships. They've all shown keen interest uh, in, in this type of interoperability. Uh, once we get to the point where we have the skeleton built and what we need to, to take one asset and plug it into another game, uh, once we have that framework done, then you know the opportunities are endless. So I'm really excited about it. Um, I think that some of the projects out there, they're building some of these this framework as well, but we're also seeing uh, the actual blockchain itself starting to develop some of these systems too, just to, they see a demand and, and they respond and they start creating it for us. So really a great environment for game developers uh, uh, to be in. I think it's a very interesting time. That's excellent. Uh, so you mentioned that you guys are developing on Solana. Uh, you know, what has been your kind of experience in working with them? And uh, was there a reason for picking that chain over somebody else? Uh, yeah, sure. I can take that one. Um, so Solana, we really started with Solana for several reasons. So first, it's it's really fast. Uh, the, once a transaction is executed, it's uh, uh, it's recorded almost immediately, and uh, as a layer one, it's uh, it's really cheap. So these are these were the, the main reasons. But as we started building uh, with the Solana, we also realized that the community around gaming and NFT on Solana was really strong, and we have seen that also uh, with uh, the organization of uh, uh, Solana Play GG, for instance, in San Diego, where we met. So. Uh, it shows there is a lot of, of energy around around this blockchain that supports a game and um so another point that uh, that supports that that narrative is that uh the announcement of solana of, uh, of uh, game shift uh, which uh, will be an entire ecosystem to to support game development and uh, we will be alpha testers uh, on the on that platform and uh, really looking forward to to share more about this yeah, and just to uh, to put out there, this uh, we're not sponsored by Solana, um, but if you guys would like to sponsor us, you know, you can reach out. We'll have contact info. <laughs> um, but yeah, we just kind of uh, it is interesting to hear why developers choose one chain over another. Um, I know, you know, we work with uh, with quite a few different projects out there, and you know, there's definitely uh, pros and cons to all of them. So it is it's great to hear that you guys have had a really good uh, experience working with them. Um, you know, I'm kind of curious. We've we've talked to other developers, and there's always a a wish list of uh, of things that they wish the the blockchain could provide them. Uh, if you guys had kind of a magic wand and you could wave your magic uh, Web three wand over the chain, uh, you know, what would you guys like to see as game developers uh, be available to you? Well, I think my my first my first wish would be to improve. The reputation of Web3 games, uh, because we've seen a lot of 
um, let's put it that way, Web2 players are still reluctant to play Web3 games for, for several reasons, whether it is uh, security, uh, understanding Web3, onboarding, uh, and also the quality of games. Um, there, the, there was a phase with really a lot, a lot of games um, uh, coming uh, to the market. Um, not of of them uh, as a player. I would not play many of them. So I really hope that with better better quality game and um, a slightly different uh, st uh, stance on what is Web three gaming, uh, I think we could go um, a little bit further with uh, with Web three gaming. Right. I would echo that. Want? Yeah, I think it's a, a very good point that G makes just with uh, the general opinions of it. And I think that was one of the things that really helped us with Solana is that they already had this really broad ecosystem of, of uh, NFT enthusiasts. And that's what we really uh, harnessed to give ourselves the jumpstart and get us actually started in the project. Mm -hmm. uh, so without that, uh, you know, it would have been tough to try to upsell this uh, web three to the actual web two gamers until they, until they fully understand, you know, what the potential is. Uh, there's a lot of misinformation out there. And I, I think, I think it's, uh, it's important to really uh, dig through and to understand what it is and, and what it offers us as players, not just developers, but the actual players that are going to be utilizing the technology. So, all right. Thank you very much. I like the I like the vision there. I think uh, you know finding ways to you know to bring more players into the community is very important. Um, and I I know a lot of projects are working on you know not only building that trust but also building ways to onboard uh, a bit easier. So I think you know as we go along, we will definitely see more people join the community and uh, having great games like uh, like Soulcraft. I think is going to be very important for uh, you know growing and and keeping people engaged and interested in Web three. Uh, so you touched a little bit on you know some of these. Uh, features that you guys were looking at for Soulcraft down the road. Um, you know, right now it is a, uh, a hero defense game where your your hero is, is there, he's defending the miners as they collect the Solonite. Um, and then you talked a bit about this kind of overview uh, version where you're able to control kind of the bigger picture. Um, you know, can you guys talk any uh, a little bit more on any of the other kind of differentiating features or the the kind of fun gameplay that you have in mind for Soulcraft? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'll touch on this a bit. I'm sure G's also got some things to say, but uh, one of the main things that I would say Soulcraft uh, it really brings to the table is the modular type of, of ecosystem that we'll have. So the uh, the items, the characters, the, the pets, the land parcels, uh, everything is an NFT. So uh, one of the biggest features of our DeFi element of the game is going to be our crafting station. So being able to collect these items, sending out pets on missions, uh, um, using these things that you're, you're, create, you're gathering to create new and improved items, I think is going to be something that is really, really important, uh, not just for Soulcraft, but for other games to look at and say, wow, this framework really makes sense. And, and uh, we can really utilize this for you know a bunch of other games or, or, or what we want to design as well so I think uh, like the modular type system is really going to be something to um, that that's going to be a big draw to Soulcraft uh, but also Web3 as well um, mm -hmm. and I, like I said before is the evolution of those items uh, individually and, and as one so 
utilizing Web3 allows us to uh, to do this uh, and to give the player the ownership over these items and control as well and, and how they evolve these items. It's not just going to be a set path. There's going to be a lot of directions that you can take. There's going to be a lot of different ways that you can play this game uh, and even over and over again with different experiences every time. So. Yeah, yeah to, to follow up on that, um, what is important to mention is that what we want to do is to give um, a game experience whatever amount of time you have to you you have to play uh, whether it is a short amount of time maybe on a mobile app where you can send your dwarves or some of your nfts on the mission for staking and get some some rewards or have a few hours uh, or to, to to play with your friends on an evening you can play online uh, in the in the cooperative mode or if you just have maybe five ten minutes you can go play play a mission um, and, um, and and also evolve your character that way. Um, and that way we will try to mimic what's happening um, on the game file, not in the game. So uh, when we were talking about the, 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 these two modes, so what happens um, outside of the game, um, like staking, sending your characters on, on mission, collecting a material, will be same, uh, almost the same on the, on the game uh, in terms of reward so but it will be a bit more interesting because you involve more time in playing the game uh, but we want to align the, the, these two worlds and so whatever amount of time you you have you can still still have a good experience with soulcraft um yeah I think um, you know one of the things that I've seen with the development that you guys have been working on uh, it is very important for developers you know when you're when you're talking about player ownership and you're talking about having all of these different elements that you can own and and trade you know you talk about land and creatures and pets and all of these different things um you know understanding the economics behind all of that uh is definitely you know obviously a big challenge for a lot of developers um you know how did you guys approach that um you know obviously from our our point of view the the economy of these games is something that's very important uh and i was be curious to have, to kind of get your thought process behind the design of uh, of soulcraft uh, yeah, sure, um, um, Steve, um, if you wanted to add uh, on this. but So the way we have designed it is that we have different components in the game um, that are used in crafting with different tierings and, and also Solanite, the, the main currency in the game. And so as, as you um, e extract the resources from the game, whether it is uh, with the game fire or in the game, you can start building other resources that are then used for different level and uh, and and different also tiering in building equipment equipments or crafting items, evolving your characters. Uh, so the uh, low tier items will be used to craft potions or the consumables things you use every day, and you will also use them in in um, higher tiers for. Uh, uh, creating advanced modes for your weapons and um, uh, and, and and some other more, more unique features. So there will be a tiering, so the, um, which with a utility for each tier of these different items. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I'll just add that we'll also have functions where you can trade off some of these items. And as G had mentioned earlier, instead of shunning the black markets, we'll endorse them. In fact, we'll actually provide a platform to do that where you can buy, sell, and trade these items. Uh, it'll help to control the ecosystem a little bit better and stabilize it. So that way, you know, if there's a group of people that are really low in, in a certain material and there's others that have a really high amount of that, they can, we give them the means to trade it back and forth or, or even have an, a, a central exchange where you trade maybe four to one on the base uh, items. That way uh, it allows people to still develop, even if they don't have the appropriate land parcels or, or dwarf characters to get the appropriate crafting materials that they're specifically looking for. 
And it also invites players to uh, collaborate. If some someone has NFTs that are specialized in one specific resource, they will want to to interact with others, maybe play together on the cooperative mode, or or trade with them on the platform to make sure they have the resources they need to evolve their characters. You guys, uh, you touched a little bit on the the, the crafting uh, element of the game. Have you are you at a point where you can discuss that, or is that still a bit under wraps? Uh, it is fairly under wraps still. Uh, we do have the uh, the foundation already written out. Uh, mm-hmm. We have a brilliant developer we're working with on Web3, Rhythm, uh, who has designed uh, one heck of a system for us. Um, we look forward to sharing a lot about it, but uh, we have to be careful with what we share and when. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, G, do you want to add on to that a little bit? I got to be careful. <laughs> Yeah, sure. For, uh, for sharing too much, oh, so. he disconnected. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> no, sure. One thing we can already share is about uh, how the items, like the, the sword or armor, uh, work in the game. Um, they will have also different tiers, like uh, like NFTs with the rarity, with a common item, uh, rare item, epic uh, artifacts, depending on the on how good they they are. So that's based on the on the on luck also but uh that's not all because uh once an item is is obtained through, through the game um it's possible to craft them uh, craft it and uh, and improved it with uh with different mods um the the system works like this so common uh, common item with common rarity they won't have any any mods uh but as soon as you start having um a rarer item like a common item you can craft and add one mod one mod to it Mm-hmm. Uh, th- then the next uh, rarity tier, we, you can have two mods. And when I talk about mods, it's uh, typically a bonus for health point or bonus in damage and bonus in magical resistant resistance. Uh, that uh, that sort of of bonus. And so with the different uh, the different uh, crafting resources, with the materials obtained uh, through through the different missions, uh, it's possible to craft these different items and add them to uh, to create actually unique item that that fits the playstyle of the player. And uh, of course, because we are Web3, so these mods will be tradable. All right. Uh, so I'm kind of curious about the um, the journey that you guys have taken as game developers. Um, you know, building uh, an indie title is definitely uh, not for the faint of heart. Uh, can you guys talk a little bit about you know the the journey that you have taken in creating the game, creating the design and, and building this community. I'd love to to hear some of your insights and some of the experiences that you guys have had. Yeah, sure, I could lead. Uh, so for me personally, uh, I've been a project manager for just over a decade. Uh, so, you know, getting involved with a project from a project management standpoint has always been my strength. Um, with the, the path that I kind of took in Web3, um, it just kind of led itself to be to be perfectly blunt. Uh, it was just a very natural evolution uh, in, in having a passion, chasing that passion and, and getting involved with something and just giving some giving my time freely is mm-hmm. how it started. And then uh, before I knew it, uh, I was substantially more involved than I had ever planned on being with uh, with Parlay and uh, and here I am today and, and uh, looking to go um, you know even a step further and having our game at, at the top, top of the charts so um, yeah a very natural evolution but as far as the the actual community goes it was just uh, a lot of the community members that we have cores of I know from other communities that have come over and, and know me from from that and and uh, uh, so they trust me. They uh, they they 
we like each other, you know, there was a, there was a camaraderie there. Uh, and I think that that camaraderie has, has really resonated with our community specifically. Uh, and I think that's, it's just been a natural evolution and slow build over time. We've never paid for shills. Uh, we don't pay for uh, the Twitter promotions uh, as a lot of projects might do. I'm not saying that that's wrong. I'm just saying that's not our style. So um, that's my two cents on that. All right. Yeah. Uh, being an indie, indie game developer is indeed uh, uh, challenging, but it's uh, it makes it even more in, in, interesting. So uh, on my side, same, uh, it resonated quite well with me. It, it felt also like a, a natural way of, uh, um, it, fe it felt natural to uh, to start making a, a web through game. So um, I, I wanted to make game uh, since I started uh, learning how to code like a, more than yeah, about 20 years ago now. Um, and uh, um I started being more active in 20, 2017 after finishing some exams and having more free time and I could just could not just uh, stay uh, idle for, for too long. So uh, I started learning, uh, going back to books, uh, doing some Android uh, apps, um, then the crypto hype. Um, I wanted to be to be involved, to be engaged, to know more about the technology because I found it really fascinating. Um, so I, I got involved in, uh, in a small uh, token community that was uh, called... Uh, Zurich's Bitcoin was really interesting. I think they're, they're still alive, but still they, they live on the layer one Ethereum blockchain. It was, they, mm -hmm. they, they still struggle, but that was really a fantastic project. And uh, I remember I created an automation script for one of the mining pool for, for that project. Um, and uh, from there, I, I really wanted to know more about, about Web3, how blockchain work. Uh, and uh, I ended up creating my own DEX. Uh, that was very, very interesting. I really had to, to go into the details of how the smart, smart contracts work, how to work with API, look at the different libraries that are available to, to interact with, uh, with Web3 and, uh, and on the fly also learn about web development because that's something I never did before. So uh, that was really something I did uh, over a summer, but I was really happy about, uh, with it. I learned so much about, about uh, development in general in Web3. And uh, as I mentioned before, after that, I, um, I started... Uh, a small YouTube channel where I make some some video game tutorials, and uh, and had the opportunity to to join Soulcraft. So it was uh, it was a natural way of uh, moving from being a, a really liking playing games, Web three, and then having the opportunity to to work on a Web three game. Okay, so you have your your YouTube channel. You provided some uh, tutorials and some guidance to folks. Do you have uh, advice to somebody that's trying to get into video games, or you know get into Web three gaming as a uh, as a job? Yes, a thousand of advices. <laughs> but one is um, uh, is it would be to 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 like what you do. I think especially as as, as an independent game developer, the market is extremely challenging. It's it's also saturated now with the avail the availability of tools and resources to make games. So. Um, Soulcraft for me is also a passion project, and I think that the best projects out there are our passion projects, where we see that the developers are not counting the hours. They are, they are more in, uh, interested in uh, providing a, a great game experience uh, and, um, and interact with the community, and uh, I, I think these games are the best. Okay. Steve, do you have anything, any suggestions for would-be game developers? Yeah, I say, uh, yeah, like like G had said, find something you're passionate about, but then just get involved. You know, the giving your time freely in a project, uh, I think, is a great way to enter into this market and and, and get into the to the technology altogether. Find a community uh, that you're passionate about and get involved. Ask them how you can help out, and then stay present. You know, you gotta you gotta keep yourself out there and uh, and keep active. 
Yep, I definitely agree with you there. I that's actually how I got started in the game space a number of years ago. Um, I was working with a a mod community that uh, got funding from an angel and started creating a their own game. And I had been actively kind of volunteering and doing some content writing. And uh, you know, I would my day job was uh, project manager, uh, and so they needed somebody to come in and and you know lead the project and make sure that uh, things were getting done on time. So I hadn't made video games. I you know didn't have a background in it, but I had a skill that was helpful to the team, and you know volunteered my time, and you know it started a uh, a very rewarding journey for me. So I think the the advice that you have there, Steve, is uh, is is great. Sounds amazing. Um, so, you know, I am kind of curious, uh, what do you guys see as the, the future for Soulcraft? Um, you know, I know, uh, hundreds of millions of players and top of the charts and all that would be the, uh, that's the eventual goal. Um, but between then and now, what are kind of the, uh, the upcoming steps for you guys? I think, I mean, ultimately, our, our number one goal from, from the get-go is to create a game that's fun and engaging. And I think that is ultimately what we still strive to achieve. Uh, but I think ultimately, if we're able to become the flagship for other games to look at and say, wow, this is how you utilize Web3. This is how you give ownership to your players. You know, mm -hmm. this is how you can create items that can evolve and be interchangeable and interoperable between other games. I think that it just it creates a whole new wave of technology and, and, and gaming experience that we've not seen yet. And I think that is what I, I want to see Soulcraft achieve so that people can say, yes, this is how you do it. Yeah. Um, so the future of Soulcraft for me, it's uh, a lot of work. <laughs> but uh, also, um, yeah, as you said, Steve, what we want is to be the, the reference for, for Web3 integration in video game. We really thought a lot about the different use cases for Web3, and we can really pinpoint them one by one to some of the of the modules that the utility we have in the game, and that, that's very important for us. Um, you know, as you guys are growing, uh, are there any roles that you're looking to fill currently for people that are listening and are interested in, in joining an exciting and up and coming, uh, studio? We are looking to bolster our artists, uh, for 3d, uh, rendering, uh, um, that's definitely something that we're actively seeking now. Mm -hmm. Um, G, what do you think? Uh, yes, three artists uh, is uh, is one of the main uh, the main items. Something we want to um, to, to improve and uh, and increase the level of of the art uh, uh, throughout the game. Um, a second Unity developer could help as well, um, as well as concept artists. Um, there, there are there are a few things we have in the pipeline to to grow the project. Indeed. What's the best way for uh, for folks that are interested to get in touch with you? Probably our Discord. Uh, we're most active there, uh, but we are uh, regularly checking Twitter uh, as well. So our personal accounts, uh, as well as our uh, Telegram, seems to be the uh, the platform of choice for more professional level. Uh, but if you're uh, just looking to poke around and ask some questions, I would uh, suggest going to the Discord. Alrighty, and as I said, we'll we'll have links to all of your your different contact methods down below. Um, you know, as we kind of wrap things up here, uh, do you guys have any thoughts that you would like to share with uh, with our community on you know, on your Web three journey and and what you see happening in Web three? Um, yeah, sure. So we um, 
uh, again, this call is, is the, the place to be to follow uh, on the news, on the development news. Um, there, there will be more uh, coming in the short uh, in the short run about the, the updated uh, GameFi platform that we are building. Um, so, so we will be posting soon, uh, as soon as we can, more details about uh, how it's going to evolve. Mm -hmm. Steve, anything you want to throw in on uh, on your Web3 wish list? Uh, you know what? I think uh, just like I said earlier, uh, don't focus necessarily on the market cycle, but uh, I would say focus on the technology itself and what it can bring to gaming experience uh, from a, a from an enjoyment standpoint. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's what we really want to focus in on, and you know that's that's timeless. That's something that's going to evolve, and we're going to build on this uh, for years to come. So I think that's where we're going to stay focused and really hone in on uh, what we what we plan on building. That's great. Do you guys have any uh, parting thoughts or anything you'd like to leave the audience with? No, looking looking forward to working with Economics Design. I appreciate you, Rob. Uh, mm -hmm. It was great to have met you in San Diego and uh, our conversations carrying on and, and you got some great input. So I appreciate you. Appreciate Thank the you. Solana Network uh, as well and, and looking forward to getting involved with uh, uh, Game Shift and, and being the uh, part of their uh, alpha testers there. So That's very cool. Yeah, yeah, same, uh, Robert. Thank you so much for uh, for taking the time for having us uh, here today, uh, and uh, looking forward to to working with you on uh, on the, the game economy. That's great. Yeah, you know, we are excited uh, to have you part of the economics design family, and uh, I am expecting great things to uh, to come from you guys in the future. Uh, thank you all very much. I uh, appreciate you guys talking and spending the time today, and appreciate everyone uh, joining us and. Uh, Thank you.